It's your girl, Anita. Love to hate to hate. Just means that I love and I do not hate. Coming to you guys from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God is good. He continues to bless me. My family is blessed. Another day above ground, you know it's always a blessing. Thank you all for tuning in to my podcast. It means so much to me. I appreciate it. Even if it's for one second, one minute, giving me your ear means so much. I appreciate it. Just know it does not go unnoticed. So you guys stay tuned and listen to my podcast. Let's get it. Anita, love to hate, to hate, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, yes, honey, God is good, he continues to bless me and my family, Anita, love to hate, to hate, so come on over, Listen, clap, call in, chime in to Anita Love to Hate to Hate. All right, all right, you guys. Today is fabulous, feel good Friday. Like I've said before, God is good. He continues to bless me. And my family is blessed. Another day above ground, you know, it's always a blessing. And let's always be mindful of the decisions that we make. Let's not take today for granted. As it is another opportunity to love, to learn, to achieve, to succeed, or work towards goals, inspire others to feel joy, to feel love. Show compassion and to give from our hearts. It is another day to show gratitude for this gift of life that God has blessed us with. As you know, on my podcast, I like to start off with my horoscopes. I'm a Taurus for those of you that are just tuning in, and I will be back with you with that. And I have my tea, and my tea is a mixture of different things. We're going to talk about Miss Cardi B and Senator Benny Sanders' opinion on some things that Cardi have said. And then we have some news from Kanye West and also his wife, Miss Kim. Social media nude porn, Kardashian West. <laughs> yeah, I said that. <laughs> and then I want to talk about this 911 operator. Like, if you call 911, are you thinking, are they going to pick up? Are they going to have attitude with me? Are they going to hang up in my face? Of course, you're not. Because I wouldn't. I call 911. It's because it's an emergency. I'm freaking the, the hell out. I need your help. But when you tell me you ain't got time for that, or you give me an attitude and hang up, baby, 
we got some serious problems. Also, want to talk about some walkouts that's going on across this country with high school students. And as you, those of you that have been listening to my podcast faithfully, knows that I'm in the medical field. And I've gotten a lot of questions about marijuana and the effects of marijuanas with munches. Is it true? How does it affect the body? Does it affect the brain? Just different little questions. And I got went, did some research. I actually talked to some nurse practitioners and some doctors, and I Googled. Yes, I Googled, because I'm not a marijuana connoisseur. <laughs> I'm not a user, um, so I don't have experience, yes, in that area of expertise. So I went out, looked, searched, because um, that's what I do. And um, with the regards of the walkouts across the country, these students are asking for gun safety. They're asking for help. They're they're asking for some type of uh, inclination that you understand what it is going on in this country. And so, you guys don't go anywhere. I will be right back. horoscope time for those of you that are just tuning in i am a taurus yes honey and it reads you've got a real knack for interpersonal relationships at the moment the ability to form a practical seamless connection with a friend with a sweetheart with a potential romantic interest comes to you like magic and suddenly you two are completing each other's sentence laughing hysterically and making some great big new plans the bonus is that you're also thinking practically, and that's making you able to see how this all fits into the fabric of your life. Yeah, honey, because I am a thinker. I've been told I think too much, but there's no such thing when you're responsible and you got to look out for your future and there are other people that are dependent on you. I'm just saying. For my love scope, it reads, you can't make your darling feel a certain way, no matter how persuasive your arguments. You wouldn't want to anyway. Remember that old chestnut about being careful what you wish for is truer than you think. Oh, honey, I know. I truly know. It's like when you say, I want my honey to spend more time with me, and then they become smothery. And then you're like, God damn it, that's not what I meant. But you don't want to hurt their feelings because guess what? You asked for that, right? So, yeah. My career scope. You will find a new freedom to act on your own or invest in new business opportunities, and the thrill will keep you going last Long past quitting time, explore all of your options and find the set that works best. You know, that's funny because I have been getting some inquiries about some opportunities. That sounds very, very amazing. I haven't had time to um, call back and connect on any levels with those calls, but I don't want anyone to think that I haven't gotten them. I'm not processing them. I'm not thinking about them. Because I am, but I will give a call and let them know that I did get your message. I am interested, still processing it, thinking those things through. And I'm humbled for it to even be asked 
to, you know, to be a part of it. So that means a lot to me. It, it really does mean a lot to me. All right. My financial scope reads, don't waste your time complaining to your friends. Yes, they are compassionate, but it's all gotten a bit old. It's time to let your financial lumps and move on with life. Mm, I agree. And I'm not talking about my best friend, my cousin, uh, but there are uh, other situations of people that I considered a friend at one time. But anyway, I'm not getting into that. My beauty scope reads because I am beautiful. Yes, honey. <laughs> Being thrifty is a virtue, but if you if your chemicals are gray and your socks have multiple holes in them, you might be taking it too far. Give yourself some balance. Chuck the worst offenders and buy one or two new pieces. I don't have holes in my stuff or anything like that. And I'm a very matchable person, which people really call me anal because I like my bras and stuff to match. I like my undershirt to match my bras, things of that nature. I'm going to be honest. And when it comes to my socks when I'm at work, I don't care what color socks I wear as long as it goes with the tennis shoes that I'm wearing because I wear scrubs. So I'm just going to keep it all the way 100 because I wear long, thin socks for the comfort unless it's cold. So, yeah. But I have bought new pieces, so that is true. But they didn't have holes in them. It was just time for me to just, you know, add a little different things into my wardrobe. That's all that was. All right, for you flirts out there, someone new is making a lot of sense, way more than you would have expected. Get them talking and then take a lot of mental notes as you have a lot to learn from them. You'd be surprised at the people that you can learn from. You know, some people call certain people dumb or they ignorant or maybe they talk too much. Oh, they think they know so much. Da, 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 da. Or here they go trying to read me. You will be amazed at how smart they are and how much you can learn and pick up from them. I'm just saying. For me, I have been, I have been taught by some people that I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. To the singles, it say you need to get your errands done, of course. But there's some much hotter energy on tap for you as well. Get the mundane stuff out of the way. Then take some time to get out, meet new people, and simply just enjoy life. And you know what? She, me, her could not have agreed more. I totally, totally agree. So get your life. Go get your life. You know, it's nothing worse than everything about us to just always be business and everything. Because I'm guilty of that. Work, school, and my family is my top priority. For the last few months i may have went somewhere and just chilled out had a movie ate dinner or something like that maybe once or twice because i've gotten so consumed with school and i hate failure and i hate feeling like i'm failing so with that being said yes i'm guilty of that but you guys don't go anywhere i will be back and thank you for tuning in with my horoscope i will be back it's your girl anita love to hate to hate from baton rouge all right, you guys, on today, April the 20th, students from across the country, 2,500 schools about will stream out of class Friday, which is today, as part of a national school walkout to demand action on gun reform. This event that's held today also marks the anniversary of the 1999 Columbine High School massacre massacre in Colorado when a gunman killed 12 students and a teacher. 
In the wake of the mass shooting at a Florida high school, many students, including current Columbine students, say not enough has been done to help prevent mass shootings. With this walkout that starts at 10 a.m. in each time zone, students will leave their classroom and observe a moment of silence for shooting victims. Other actions during the day will include marching to a local lawmaker's office, following open mic time for students to share concerns and helping register those who are eligible to vote. The movement is also to encourage young people to push for legislator at the state level if Congress doesn't act. The federal government can set standards and practice that apply to all states around gun safety, but states have the option of passing additional measures to protect their own residents from gun violence, period. And that's all over the website. That is, that is the truth. Students are calling for several measures, including banning assault weapons, high-capacity magazines, and bump stocks, mandating universal background checks, placing a minimum age of 21 on all gun purchasing, implementing waiting periods between a gun purchase and gun transferring, and allow families, families to petition a court to remove guns from individuals at risk of injuring themselves or possibly others. Now, there hasn't been major congressional actions since the Parkland Massacre, since cities and states have toughened gun control, right? But in Florida, after Parkland students rallied at the state capitol, Republican Governor Rick Scott signed a gun bill called Majoria Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Act. It raises the minimum age to buy any firearm in Florida to 21. It bans the sale of possession of bump fire stocks and adds $69 million in funding for mental health service in school. Now, in Vermont, Republican Governor Phil Scott banded, uh, I'm sorry, banded the bump stocks, limiting the size of magazine, ex expanded background checks for gun purchase, and raised the minimum ages to purchase farms to 21 years of age. That is a start in some, but it has to be all across. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just do it in Florida, but you got Louisiana where people are still getting guns and people are still having access to it. Now, I will honestly say that some gun violence have been at the act of illegal firearms. You have felonies that have been able to get guns off the streets. And for me, for the life of me, I don't understand why anyone that lives in a poor community will have that easy access to guns. I'm just saying. Like, how so many guns are in these black communities where these black communities are broke down and there's no backup plan for them? There's no help. There's no aid. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But the same thing in these white communities, if these parents are not buying these guns for these children, yes, financially they're getting um, these, what you call them, I can't even remember what the exact words that I want to say, but they're getting gifts, they're getting money, allowances. Oh, I get a brain freeze, you guys. I feel dumb sometimes. But anyway, they get these, these allowances. They have credit cards that they're able to use for emergencies that they take and they use however they choose. And that includes buying firearms that they don't even need or getting someone that can legally buy these firearms for them to use. My thing is, when it comes to people plotting these type of acts, something is seriously, seriously wrong with the whole situation. But what's crazy is, if, and I'm not trying to keep making a race issue out of certain events, 
But if someone had a call and reported that they believe that a former high school student that have given people trouble, that have threatened, that has, that's a troublemaker, that fought people, that have a bad attitude, that have threatened to cause harm to other students, was reported, his ass would have been arrested. His ass would have been arrested. He would not have had the opportunity to plot that shit out and ambush those children the way that he did. And you're not crazy. If you are a, a motherfucker, yes, I'm saying it and listen to how I said it because I really didn't want to curse, but you are a little, little piece of shit that use a fire alarm drill as a way to get those students out of that classroom so that you can ambush them, so that you can be able to get as many as you can at one time. Your motherfucking ass ain't crazy. You might be a cold-hearted, mean-spirited person, but your ass is not crazy. And nobody's going to convince me of that. Now, maybe your president, which is quick to claim that some of y'all are crazy as shit, but you ain't finna pull one over on, my, on, on, over on me. Your ass not crazy. You just got a great defense that people is running to back you and, and anybody else that commit these kind of heinous crimes against people for no reason. For no reason. It doesn't make sense to me. But it's clear that all this killing that's going on across this country, nobody cares. Nobody cares. You're going into schools and churches murdering, killing people. And y'all don't want to change anything? Y'all not trying to implement anything? Come on. Come on. Money shouldn't be the only root of everything. You guys don't go anywhere. It's your girl that need a love to hate to hate. I will be back. All right, you guys. On to more news. True Thompson, Chloe, and Tristan Thompson's daughter. Yes, it is also news that the baby didn't have a middle name. I don't know. TMZ claims they had a copy of the baby's birth certificate. And the couple, um, just like Courtney, Kim, Chris, and Chloe's best friend, Malika, all of them were aside by Chloe's side during her birth with the Cavs star first child together. Um, it's reported that True is a family name. It was the name of Chris' grandfather, but it's interesting Chloe chose to use Thompson as the baby's last name in wake of his cheating scandal when she didn't have to, and the relationship is in ruins. Regardless, welcome to the world, True, again, and it's great that your name is going to be news and it's going to be marked on there forever because you are a Kardashian and your father name is Tristan, who was a cheater. Yay! Okay, anyway, I know it's kind of a little shadiness. I get it. I know. Anyway, Kanye West is... Revealing, yes, that he is dropping two, not one, but two new albums with Kid Cudi. Um, he took to Twitter Thursday to announce his current untitled album with seven songs that will be released June the 1st. 
He also got a project with Kid Cudi that will drop June 8th. Um, Kanye revealed that he and Cudi uh, will go by the group name Kids See Ghost. The two were seen in L.A. months ago, leaving the studio together. So you can only imagine a ton of hours have been spent on the new releases. And it should be, I think it, it probably should be pretty amazing. Me, myself, I like Kanye uh, music. His last album was a little kind of... Mm, questionable for me but i still like his music i'm just saying and more news his wife kim kardashian west is getting ready to launch her intimate and shapewear line yeah it's no wasting time and getting back into the clothing industry after she announced that she was ending dash she's already hard at work on her own intimate and shapewear line See, you know, it's hard to do business with family because you don't like what one person doing. You don't like what the other person's doing. It's hard to keep up. You got this going on. You got that going on. Then your, your sister is busy. She's doing interviews. She's doing that. Then the people that you're hiring to work in these stores, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. It just becomes a lot of a lot of hectic. But sources close to Kim Kardashian West have said that the last several months Kim has been developing a new brand that will serve all women. She said that uh, Kim's name that will appear on the products, she's had a hand in just about every aspect of the line's foundation from design to marketing and will run it top to bottom. Um, sources also say Kim teamed up with the same group behind Chloe's successful Good American brand, as well as Frame and Mr. Porter. Um, they're told that Kim's line won't be just a limited luxury brand. Instead, she's aiming to serve the masses. That means everybody. Um, pretty quick turnaround considering Kim and Courtney and Chloe just announced on Thursday they'll be closing their Dash stores. Um... They said the line should be out by the end of the year. So, I don't know. Um, congratulations to the business side of, of her. But what made me mad about the article when I was reading it, they always seem to find the pictures of her on the internet with no shirt on, her ass out, or laying in the bed with her titties hanging out. Like, I don't understand why. I don't even understand why she would even, I don't know. I'm leaving it alone. Furthermore, Cardi B, in some people's eyesight, is standing shoulder to shoulder with Senator Bernie Sanders. Something he'd love to see if she's serious about her love of the Social Security Administration. Yes, we got the varmint senator Thursday at Reagan National Airport in D.C. And they asked him about Cardi dropping some knowledge and... She shouted out President FDR in a GQ interview and called him the real Make America Great Again press for starting Social Security. Bernie seemed impressed. Ms. Bodak Yellow, Bodak Yellow was down for the cause. He told TMZ he loved to see her get more involved. Cardi and Bernie rallying together on Capitol Hill. Oh my God, please. That, that would be crazy. I'm serious. That would be awesome. That I can't y'all imagine that? Cause you, but the thing about it is, Cardi would always would have to remember to be very tactful and respectful because sometimes Cardi just let that shit roll off her tongue. 
you know, I'm just going to put that out there. But I love her. I love her her real raw, raunchy rawness. I, I like it. I mean, other people may crucify and talk about her like Funk Flat Master Flex or whatever the hell your name is. Because I'm no longer a fan, so I don't even remember your name. There you go. You got Nicki Minaj back, so kudos to you and Nicki. But anyway, to some more serious news. There's this 911 operator in Houston named... Crescenda Williams that is going to serve 18 months of probation and 10 days in jail after hanging up on callers um, on the emergency line. A jury found her guilty of interference with emergency telephone calls. Her attorney said it wasn't a malicious act. He said that she was going through a bad time in her life and her job performance suffered. Um, that's her attorney, Franklin Bryant. I mean, Bynum, I'm sorry. He said his client never meant to hurt anyone. She simply thought she was um, to operators who were better fit the response. So supposedly she was forwarding the calls to other operators is what he said. She had a lot going on in her life, period. Uh, the defense argued in court this week the Houston Emergency Center should have had a better system in place. They said Williams needed help with her employment, not criminal charges. Um, her attorney Bonham said that these charges are all this does is put a poor single black woman into a world of punishment it helps no one the Houston Emergency Center wasn't on trial for any criminal employee the prosecutor um, Lori Reeder said she hadn't knew how to game the system this was her way of gaming the system when she didn't want to work um, prosecutors said they say that evidence proved Williams behavior wasn't a one-time fluke she was doing this five times houston emergency center um the law says they that they want to send a message if you take this job please count on you people are supposed to be able to count on you when they call um you expect to be the person on the other line to be compassionate and eager and ready to help out you know when you call them and i agree you know, no one should be calling 911 and wondering, oh, my God, is they going to pick up the phone? Are, are they going to answer? You know, are they going to have attitude with me? No one should have to be fearful of that. I'm just saying. That's just my humble opinion. Um, you want to crucify me for, for that opinion? That's fine, too. I personally don't care. Um, I'm glad that they didn't give her as much time especially considering no one was seriously hurt. But hopefully she will learn a lesson. Hopefully she'll get her shit together. Hopefully whatever was going on in her life, hopefully that has changed, that has gotten better. I don't know. I don't care. But when someone called 911, they're supposed to feel secure that that person on their end is not going to hang up. And even if you were transferring those people to someone else that can better fit that call, God damn it, relay it in a, a honest, clear conversation of communication to whoever that's on the other end of that phone point blank in the period my daughter has seizures so if it ever gets to the point where it's uncontrollable and we can't stop it and i call 911 i want to know that i'm calling and i'm going to get some goddamn assistance i'm not going to be having to worry that if a 911 operator is going to have a bad attitude and be mad with me as at one point this woman has even said nobody have time for this and hung the phone up on people who fucking does that no, that's unacceptable. You don't do shit like that. You got to get your shit together. Seriously, you have to stop. So hopefully this teaches her a lesson. Hopefully she get her life 
better. I don't know. But good luck to her. All right. On a serious note, or maybe not a serious note, a question that I get all the time is what is it about marijuana that gives people the munches? Do marijuana really give people the munches or is it just that it's in their head? Is it the fact that it's the herb, herbs and it's grown from the, the earth? Is what one question said that give people the munches. They don't understand how it gives them the munches. Or why does smoking pot gives anyone the munches? Well, the THC stimulant. It stimulates the area of the brain that influences the appetite. Um, if I did some research and I talked to some doctors that um, I knew, um, there are drugs that do the opposite, that suppress your appetite. Well, if you smoke or eat pot, because you can't eat pot, people can put it in their brownies and they can put it in their smoothies and things of that nature. You may encounter the marijuana munches or the desire of salty, sweet, or fatty mm -hmm. carbohydrates. Um, rich, like foods, when you are using the drug. Um, but what exactly are those cannibals-related cravings all about, and why do they happen? Well, you can blame them on a drug, on the drug's active ingredient, tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC. Um, the THC is responsible for the high many people experience when using the cannabis, but it's also primar primarily responsible for the increase in your food cravings that people get when they're taking the drug, whether they're eating it, whether they're smoking it, drinking it, however they're using it. Um, the brain is divided into regions, right? And some areas control our moods, whereas others influence our appetite that may cause us to eat or stop eating. Anytime we consume drug, it gets disturbed everywhere. So when the THC enters the parts of the brain that affect the mood, um, it stimulates euphoria. Um, so your brain on food and when the THC reaches the area of the brain that influences the appetite, it then stimulates you to eat is the best way that I can explain that part. Now, the signs behind the marijuana munches, the research points to various po possible mechanisms. The ability of cannabis to increase your appetite is very well documented. Um, a registered dietitian. For uh, the Academy of Nutrition and Diet Dietitians that research 
did research involving cannabis and has revealed that THC stimulates, stimulates the endocannabinoid system. I'm trying to break it down because if I say it fast, it's going to sound like I'm not saying it right. Um, it's a complex area of the brain that regulates the feeding behavior and the energy balance. It's, it's hitting on some primitive areas of the brain, things that control appetite and your, and your emotions. Um, the THC interacts with the receptors in our brain that regulates emotions, our pain, and our sense of smell and taste. It can also promote the release of the hormone ghrelin, which stimulates hunger. Now, I pronounce it that way, but there are other people that pronounce it a whole different way. So, um, whatever. Um... Anyway, the scientific mechanism is um, very complex. And according to animal studies, by binding two receptors into the olfactory bulb in the brain, the THC appears to enhance our sensitivity to smell, which would make aromas aroma from food more potent and cause you know us to eat more um other researchers reveal that neurons that normally turn off when eating actually stimulate more eating when the marijuana is used or ingested into your body the um, neurons So the weight risk, let me just say that, the efforts are intensified among those who carry extra pounds, right? So if a person is obese, when they see a chocolate malt, it will activate their dopamine system to a bigger degree than non-obese individuals. So these individuals might be primed to have a bigger munch, munchy response, like they may want more. Um, they said that it helps healthy individuals maintain good eating habits in the marijuana legalized state of Washington. Um, they have seen how the drug can increase appetite and affects one's weight. Um, people will say they'll use marijuana to relax, but it will spike their appetite for chips and ice cream and unhealthy foods they want to be avoiding. These people were able to, to link their weight struggles to the use of marijuana. Um, it's consuming marijuana and foods possesses a unique challenge as edibles on compounds, THC effects on appetite and weight. For example, um, sugary edibles such as candies, cookies, lollipops, peppermints, brownies, they not only contribute calories, which can result in weight gain, but they cause spikes and drops in blood sugar, which can increase cravings. And people don't understand that. Um, cannibals' role in carbing appetite. Um, the effects on appetite hasn't gone unnoticed by the pharmaceutical industry. There's really some fascinating stories involving the drug Um Remnant. 
many years ago, researchers thought if um, the munches are due to THC stimulating feeding receptors and inducing us to eat high carbs, then why can't we design a drug to block those receptors? Um, the researchers, they sought out the test rather they could m manipulate feeding centers that play a role in determining people's urge to eat. Um, they tested the drug and people lost weight and gave up their interest in cheeseburgers and fries and alcohols and cigarettes and shit like that. They thought, oh my God, this is an amazing drug. People were getting thinner and giving up their addiction. But researchers later, well, soon, they realized that it wasn't safe to block all of a person's endocannabinoid receptors, which control your mood and feeding behaviors all the time. People can become depressed, started committing suicide. Like the cl clinical trial that they were doing pertaining to this had to stop and the drug was pulled from the market. That's just how... Um, that's just how crazy it was. Um, the medical upside of the appetite stimulation is many people with illness that dull their appetite, like decrease it, minimize it. The increased hunger produced by the drug can be therapeutic. You know, while, you know, some might find an unwanted side effect of wanting to eat appetite stimulation is exactly the result that many elderly patients are suffering from cancer or HIV are looking for. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, cannibals, practitioners, uh, well, one cannabis um, practitioner said after watching her father's chronic pain ease after he was using marijuana for um, medicine purpose. She said her dad tried cannabis when traditionally pain medicine was marginally effective and caused trouble, terribly troubled side effects, including constipation and fatigue. Um, not only did he get relief from his pain, but he also saw a welcome increase in appetite. See, if you don't drink enough water and eat enough when you're taking pain medication, it will clog you up and have you constipated. It will give you all type of um, pain, um, yeah, it, it's, it's really bad. You have to drink a lot of, a lot of fluids and eat just like with iron tablets. When you take iron tablets, you have to drink a whole lot of water because that iron will clog you the hell up. Seriously. Um, the, um, Hutton previously worked as an oncology dietitian and, saw the drugs effects on cancer patients firsthand she said she have had patients literally tell her I cannot eat unless and I use marijuana when you see someone that's so sick and you just want to help them eat and then they say I can't eat without this substance it, it I, I I would say if I was a doctor I mean this may be what you need you know what I mean? The bottom line, whether you choose to use pot or not, the, the, the most, perhaps the most simplest way to sum up the role that marijuana plays in the control of appetite is that it helps the brain ensure our survival. That is to make sure we eat. The brain only, it has, it only has two jobs, the survival of its owner and procreation. 
Neither of those are possible without eating. If you are concerned with your weight gain when using cannabis, um, just make sure, I would recommend you have like healthy snacks and make sure you your your, your snacks are, are nearby or just stack, stack up on them. Um, like popcorn, veggie sticks with hummus. Um, whole grain crackers with a low-fat dip, uh, tortilla chips with salsa. That might satisfy the munches without taking in too much sugar or, or calories. Um, I'm just saying that's just a thought. Um, yeah. So I I would say that's my little grim of marijuana. Like I said, I've experimented with marijuana twice in my lifetime. And it just had me very, very giddy. Um, I didn't have the munches. Um, yeah, I didn't have the munches or anything like that. So that didn't affect me like that. Um, but yeah. So I hope that helps. I've spent... Uh, <laughs> I spent like 13, 14 minutes talking about marijuana because, um, you know, it's a, it's a topic for people nowadays. But, okay, um, you guys don't go anywhere. I will, I will be back. I will be back. All right, all right, all right. I have a Q&A. Um, fighting my ego. Help me understand the ego and how can I fight my ego? I have been told several occasions that my ego is going to destroy me. What do you think? You know who I am. Ah, uh, that's a bad boy. You tell me I know who you are. Um, fighting your ego. Um, See, ego is it's just one of those things that's very hard to define. I mean, it's easy for uh, for people to spot it out when they see it. Let's just be honest. Let's just tell the truth about that. Um, but I read this book um, once, and I quote you. Egos is that outside sense of self-importance. That malignant self-absorption. A belief that one is somehow inherently better and entitled to more than everyone else. But for me, and this is just my opinion, you guys, so take it the best way you can. Ego is that, that voice of whispering in our ear that alternatively... Um, that we're invincible and that we're a piece of shit who should make everyone pay. Um, ego is a very toxic force that makes teamwork, empathy, vulnerability, and and, and impossible. Um, but we all know this and we all fuss and all of us honestly are guilty of it. At, at one point in our life. Some of us may not have noticed it. 
We may not have been aware that we our ego was running high, but we, all of us are guilty of it. I don't care what anybody say. Because bottom line, ego is an evil thing. That confidence is important. And everybody knows you have to have confidence to be able to maneuver in this world and to accomplish things. But ego is something false. Humility is the way to build our confidence. And ego... You know what? Oh, excuse me, you guys. The ego <clears throat> is this sport. It's like because you're running on on your ego. You aren't running on good, clean emotions or or your or cause and effect. You you bypass it to support a false ideal. You know, but it's all garbage. The ego, bottom line, is garbage. And the only way I can say that you can deal with it is pay attention to it. Get your friends or whoever that have brought your ego to your attention and get them to give you a more vivid, clear idea of what they're talking about when it comes to your ego. And if you can remember that, or if you understand where they're coming from with that, that's how you fix it. That's how you work on it. But honestly, it's, it's, it's ego. People get ego confused with, with confidence. And that's why some people don't recognize it. Like arrogance. You know what I mean? So... I would say get the people that are around you. If you haven't noticed it yourself, get someone that you love that have brought it to your attention and let them be very specific with you about what it is they're talking about. And you have to be able to accept it, listen, receive it, and learn from it. Period. Next question. Why is it that a man can absolutely adore you one moment and then have him vanish the next? left lonely and wondering that's because men are assholes just like some of our women are if a man did that to you or a woman did that to a man they had no intention on being with you in the way you thought that they were trying to be with you this man or this woman was out seeking for something in particular where it was just generally sex a head job or that woman was looking for money or that woman was just looking for somebody just to buy time because she already had met somebody else and she was trying to see which one was the better opportunity same thing with men so I wouldn't say vanish. I would say helped you, blessed you, because it kept you from being invested in something that he would have ultimately left you or she would have ultimately left you anyway. So count your blessings, thank thank the Lord, and keep it moving. And understand that it's not you. And to be honest with you, they never really adored you. They were just plan trying to play a game with you. All right? Next question. Provocative woman. Why do you women wear such provocative clothing but complain about creepy people checking you out? I absolutely hate it when girls do this. And it's hard to explain why they do it um, from a man's perspective. Can you tell me why women do it? Well, you know, for some women, you know, they spend all this time... I was getting ready to go out, 
I mean, it's not a big deal for some men, but it's a big deal for women because they expectations of looking good and feeling good is priority. And they looking hot in their mind. But then when they go out in regular clothes and they don't get that attention that they're seeking, then they feel like they're not beautiful. They feel like they're not sexy because when um, they wear these scampy, provocative clothes with their red lipsticks and their hair, they get all these compliments, these double eyes. So that's when they get it. And I'm not saying that all women are like that, but some women are. And when women say they don't like creepy men, I don't think they're talking about a man that gives them you know, a, a compliment in that reference. I'm ta- I think these women are talking about when a man won't leave them alone. They go to a club or something. A man want to bring them, buy him a drink. And the next thing you know, he acting like that woman owed him his life because he bought her a drink. I think that's what she's talking about. But if a woman wants to dress provocative, she have a right to dress provocative. They're, it's her body. It's her clothes. And if you're with someone that you love and you don't want them dressed as provocative, just talk to them and tell them and explain to them that it makes you uncomfortable as their partner with them dressing that way. And if they love and they respect you, they're not going to do it. But you can't judge a woman off of the way she dressed and you shouldn't hold it against her. And you shouldn't try to use that, the way she dressed, as a way to say she doesn't like creepy men. Because in my uniform, my work uniform, nothing provocative about it. I've met some creepy ass men. That'll creep me the hell out that walked through the store and followed me around and said crazy weird ass shit. And it made me uncomfortable. And I didn't have provocative clothes on. Women know what a creepy person is. A man know what a creepy woman is. So if a creepy woman can annoy this shit out you and you ain't G'd up, wild creepy man can't do the same thing to a woman rather she's wearing provocative clothes or not. I mean, everybody want to put provocative clothes in everything and say they, they're dressing provocative and but yet they don't want a man you know, a creepy man saying anything. I don't care if I got provocative clothes on, work clothes, regular clothes on. I don't care what I have on. I don't want no creepy man bothering me either. I'm just saying, if you want to judge me by that, you want to say that I'm wrong for that, you have a right to that. That's your opinion. That's your thoughts. That's just what it is. But I think men are not really paying attention to the big picture of what women are really saying and what really, really affects them when it comes to those type of situations, whether they're dressed provocative or not. I think it's just a matter of respect, boundaries, and common courtesy. And until people get that together and understand it and respect um, women, I think they would never get the picture because it's more to it than just that. But thank you guys for tuning into my podcast. I appreciate it. That is all for right now. I will be back later just to do some random talk to see if this anchor loves me still. But you guys have a blessed and amazing, fabulous, 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 feel-good Friday. Until later, peace and love. You have a good one, you guys. Peace. When he talks that talk and walks that walk, if I've said this before, it bears repeating. There's something to be said about a man who puts action behind his words. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We've all been talked to death at least one by some dude who has so much to say about all the things he could or should or would have done, but took little to no action to back those things up. It's exhausting, to be honest. 
I mean, sometimes you have to weed through a few of those before you get to the one who can back it all up. But then when you do get the one who can back it all up, baby, it's like heaven. So when I tell you that this man earned his nickname, HDT, he did that in more words than one. Please believe me when I say that he did that. In the weeks leading up to his visit to Los Angeles, he did little things that reminded me how sweet and thoughtful he was and therefore kept him at the forefront of my mind a lot. If he had any real competition, he was smoothly sailing past them. By the time the day of his visit arrived, I was as giddy as a schoolgirl with a crush, and I couldn't wait to spend the weekend with him. I had gotten all of my nervousness out already, and I was ready to find out if we could spend nearly 72 hours straight with each other, baby, without driving each other crazy. Yes. The morning of his flight, he sent me a text before he boarded the plane. This is your last chance to back out. I'm not backing out of shit, is what I replied. Bring your ass on here. I still had to work that afternoon, so the plan was for him to take a ride, share to the hotel, and then call me when he arrived so I could meet him there. I had butterflies the entire day, I have to be honest. I packed a weekend bag organized the stories that I would be writing for that Friday night and waited to hear from him. He let me know when he was closed and I was waiting for him in valet when the Uber pulled up. He jumped out of the car, dropped his bag at my feet and scooped me up into this biggest hug. All I could do was be taken in by him. I felt myself melting into his arms and I inhaled in his scent. And when we managed to pray ourselves apart, he said, let's go get our room. (laughs) He checked us in and we went upstairs to be alone together for the first time in weeks. I started writing my articles for the night while he showered and washed off the plane ride. He promised not to distract so that I could get my work done. Leaving me surprised and mildly disappointed when he actually stuck to it. He had some minor work of his own to get done, so we both took care of business first in a pleasant and comfortable silence. When I was done for the night, it was my turn to shower while he ordered us dinner and dessert from a nearby restaurant. That night and the next two days passed by in a pleasurable haze. There was never a moment of discomfort or awkwardness. We enjoyed each other inside and out. He had me in every way imaginable, and I him, and it was just like I knew it would be. It was rough when it needed to be, but gentle during all the right moments. There were plenty of snuggling and cuddling, lots of deep conversation, and the kinds of laughs that happened in the dark just before the sunrise. We were smitten. And at the end of the visit, neither of us wanted it to be over He'd spoiled me for three days straight, and the thought of him being back on the other side of the country filled me with the sweetest type of dread. I didn't know even if I was going to be able to wait to be in his presence again. 
the way we clung to each other saying goodbye before he took his Uber back to the airport. You have thought he was going off to war. He may as well have been. I mean, it felt like that type of separation. We parted ways with sweet thoughts and memories to carry with us through the next few weeks. That should have been enough, but I know I have been told plenty of times that sex changes everything. And you ain't never lied because you never listen to those types of warnings until the reality of them is actually lies in your particular situation. And that's the way it was for me and him. Sex changed everything. And somehow, I should have known that was going to happen. I'll be back next week. I love these stories, you guys. I love them. I'll be back next week. Thank you, Miss Monique. Thank you, thank you. Love you, girl. All right, you guys. You have a fabulous Feel Good Friday. Be blessed. Be safe. Appreciate every opportunity you have. Always try to be better every day than you was the day before. Never allow anyone else's thought and opinion to dictate who and what you think of yourself. Remember to live, love, and laugh and allow God to be God. Stay true to yourself and never change for anyone. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast and for listening. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. And with that being said, you guys have a fabulous, fabulous Friday night. Be blessed. Peace.